Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Hero Habits Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. And this is episode 127. Thank you for downloading yet another episode of our podcast. Um, As I mentioned on yesterday's episode, we have been running into some technical difficulties getting the podcast distributed daily, Um, I guess because of server overwhelming uh, server demand and everything because everybody's thrown up podcasts this um, last couple months. But we are working on getting everything um, put out. So you might be listening to this um, in the future or the past. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're getting things out, but um, make sure you go back and check your feed for previous episodes you might have missed um, because some of them have been kind of like stalled and are releasing uh, late, but posting on the same day. So like it'll post on the 10th, even though you didn't have access to it until the 15th, if that makes any sense. So make sure you go back and check and make sure and, and that you caught all the songs that we've talked about. Today, we are talking about All You Need Is Love by The Beatles. Released July 7th, 1967, backed with Baby, You're a Rich Man as the single. Um, this is one of their most legendary songs. It was eventually included on the American Magical Mystery Tour album. Um, which is now the catalog standard, but was never released in the UK. And the thing about that album is in the UK, Magical Mystery Tour was an EP and it featured the music from their film, Magical Mystery Tour. Um, In America, they took that EP, made it side A, and then on side B, put out all the singles from 1967 that weren't on other albums. So Strawberry Fields, Penny Lane, Hello Goodbye, All You Need Is Love, Baby You're a Rich Man, um, and am I thinking, am I missing one more? That's only five and whatever other ones are there. Um, so the B side is all these leftover singles. So that would end up on the B side to that. Then when they released him on CD, magical mystery tour, the American version ends up being the, uh, the standard that is now considered, you know, the canon, the catalog for the Beatles. Otherwise, the Past Masters one, which collected all of the singles, that second Past Masters would have been crazy long because it would have had an extra, you know, five or six songs to it. And then the song was also uh, appeared in the Yellow Submarine film and on the soundtrack of that movie, which was, of course, Side A had original Beatles music, two of the songs previously released with uh, All You Need Is Love and Yellow Submarine. And then the B side was the orchestrations by George Martin for the film. So this song itself is on several releases by the Beatles. It's on the anthology. It's in the Love uh, um, Cirque du Soleil show soundtrack. It's all over the place. And it was a number one hit around the world when it came out. The band first performed it on June 25th, 1967, as the the British representatives in the first global television broadcast called Our World. And the performance they did on that show was partially live but not entirely live. They did record a backing track um, and recorded some of it live on 
the day of the show. That's why you see John singing, but not playing any instrumentation, but he's actually the one playing the harpsichord on the recording. Um, so live, they did the vocals, they did a bass, they did Ringo's drums, they did George's guitar solo. Um, and they've got the whole string section, all the things. If you haven't seen the footage, go look it up on, on online. It's, it's cool to see them, and it's a rare instance of seeing them live at that point in time. Um, there's some debate between the band members, if you look at the anthology documentary, about why this song was written. Paul and George seem to think that it was not written for this production specifically, that John had been working on it or it would have come out anyway. Um, but once they had committed to this, they were like, oh, wait, this is the song we should do. It was between this song and Your Mother Should Know. And if you don't know Your Mother Should Know, it's a cool tune. I like it. Um, but it does not have the same impact for a global audience, for the first global satellite broadcast around the world. Um it does not have near the same impact that All You Need Is Love has. Not Paul's best contribution um, to potential songs for this. They were in the studio recording songs for this potential Magical Mystery Tour film they were talking about and for the um, Yellow Submarine soundtrack. So it's a good shot that had this never happened. And Paul and George's recollection is correct that John didn't write it specifically for this show. Um, there's still a good chance it would have ended up in the movie and it ends up becoming a focal point of the movie, right? That's how you win in the movie is with love. I'm not going to talk a ton about the harmonic structure of this song. It's a, it's a cool little lyrical thing that the Beatles all did. Um, and they did it a lot, but in this, at this point, Paul does it with hello, goodbye. You say yes, I say no. George does it with uh, 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 Old Brown Shoe next year with this kind of uh, uh, opposite back and forth kind of stuff. And John's doing it here. There's nothing you can say that can't be done. Nothing you can do. Wait, nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can... Uh, sing that can't be sung this kind of opposite you know kind of songwriting was was very popular in the band at that point um but what's interesting about this is actually the timing the verses alternate between time signatures almost seamlessly you, you there's a good chance you're going to hear me explain this and have never noticed it the opening bit love 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 right Love, 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 dun, 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 uh, alternates between 4-4 four, four, and 3-4. So the first two loves are in 4-4 four, four time. It's love, 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 two, dun, dun, love. So you've got 4-4 four, four, and then 3-4. And anytime you hear the bump, ba, dump, it resolves on beat one, but it starts on beat three. So we've only got three beats there. Dun, 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 dun. Now we're back to one. So it alternates. So the, the opening bit goes 4-4 four, four to 3-4, four, 4-4 four, four to 3-4, four, 4-4 four, four to 4-4, four, 4-4 four, four, four to 3-4. So basically he's going 7-7-8-7. Seven, seven, seven. And that is 
<clears throat> the rhythmic structure of the entire verse. Seven, seven, eight, seven. Boom. Nothing you can do that can't be done. Dun, dun, bum, bum. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Dun, bum, dun. And because he's staying um, with the quarter note, because that's the bottom number of those fractions, four, four, three, four, 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 three, four, because that's always four, the pulse never changes. The pulse is doing quarter notes the whole time. This is not like here comes the sun where he's alternating between two, four, and, and six, eight, and you've got this total shift in the pulse. You can tap your foot through this entire thing. Um, and if you're tapping on the quarter notes, you can do it through the whole song and not really even notice that they've changed meters. But if you're tapping on the backbeat, two and four, bum, 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 ba, dum, 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 ba, dum, dum, right? You've got that skipped um, backbeat in there. So it's kind of cool. Then he gets to the chorus, and the chorus is just straight four, four. All you need is love. Yup, da da ba dum. All you need is love, love. Love is all you need. Bump, bump, bump. That little bit there. Dump, bump, ba dum. That's in two. So even on the chorus, when he's uh, for the first time giving you, because the the four four three four alternating adds tension. It adds dissonance rhythmically because you are skipping a beat. Um. So it adds that dissonance and it propels the song forward. And so when you when you answer that dissonance with the consonants of just a four four groove, it makes the chorus feel stronger. Now I don't <clears throat> I don't proclaim to think that Lennon did that consciously. Um, I rarely believe that anybody does it consciously. If Beethoven does it, I don't think it's necessarily consciously that he's sitting there going, this will make the chorus sound better. I think people do things because it sounds good and figure out why it sounds good afterwards. But you've got this dissonance with these, you know, every other bar has got that skip beat. And then in a way, that third phrase, remember I said it's seven, seven, eight, seven. In a way that eight, even though it's two equal fours, and takes away the skip beat because it's the third instance of this phrase. In a way that adds extra dissonance because even though we are going into an even metered two bars where you can count out, uh, actually it's, it's three bars, but that if we're taking the section in, in two bar phrases, that third phrase is the only perfect phrase in there where you've got four beats to every measure. And then the next phrase starts and it's on four beats. So now we've had four bars of four and then that three. So now that three is even stronger because for the first time in the verse, we've had kind of a uh, elongated establishment of four, four time. So I, I've gone on a tangent here. We're talking about the chorus. He sticks to that four, four the whole time. And that gives... On top of the melody being all you need is love, that that above the you know music kind of sustained note, all you need is love, love, love is all you need. Um, it gives that chorus some some more power because for the first time we have something we can really dig into rhythmically. This makes sense. Seven or eight bars of four four time makes sense to us. And then what's he go and do? Drops a bar two. For no reason at all. 
they could have done another four bars of four. They could have written some kind of, uh, you know, connector between the chorus and the verse. But he was like, no, we'll just go bump, bump. And then back into the love, love, love. So with very little dissonance in the harmony or the melody, there's tons of dissonance in the rhythmic timing of this song. And John does this a lot. Go listen to Good Morning, Good Morning. Go listen to Across the Universe. Um, He will just drop or add beats just at his will. And because this band all kind of think alike, you know, George did it a lot. Paul did it sometimes, but John and George were really the chief ones that would do this kind of rhythmic change. Um, But because they did it all the time and they were all on the same wavelength musically, it is seamless. You never hear, I mean, we talked about this in the very first episode of this podcast, 127 episodes ago with Here Comes the Sun. You never hear Ringo and Paul struggle to keep up with those time changes. They just know how it works and they know why it works and it all makes sense to them. And, and, you know, I've played in bands that would not be able to navigate even something as relatively simple as all you need is love. These are simple time changes because that pulse doesn't change. I've played in bands that wouldn't be able to get that into their head. So to be able to play in a band that can just bust it out like it's nothing and not really, you know, I doubt there was any conversation here. The reason Ringo's drum part is the way it is, which is basically just four on the floor, is to accommodate that. You know? That's smart. That's good musicianship. So that's all you need is love. Um, it's on our Spotify playlist, but I doubt there's a soul alive that, that th- this is not one of the more obscure tunes we've covered on this podcast. Um, so like I said earlier, give me a call 925-494-1739 or email me kinks and beats at herohabit.com. Um, and make sure that you go back and check your feeds wherever you're listening to us. Um, to see if you've missed anything because things are posting all wonky. And until we get back to normal, um, I don't know when things have posted. So um, I'm apologizing for that. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Swing by iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. And um, swing by herohabit.com for all the information on this podcast you might need. All right. Take care of yourselves. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.